Hey guys, it's Laura. We're about to start this week's episode about adjusting expectations. We recorded this before coronavirus quarantine all started, so I just want to tell you that context. But we hope it still gives you good advice, brings you lots of laughs. Hope you're staying safe and shoot us an email. Let us know how you're doing. And now let's start the show. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Adjusting Expectations. That's right. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, how to improve your sex life by talking about it, and how to make your marriage gayer. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener getting mixed signals and another who keeps getting disappointed on dates she has met online. But first, Angela, just you and I this week. What's going on in your week, girl? Hi. Um, so I am wedding planning. It is uh, stressful, more stressful than I realized. Oh no, that it would be. Um, but that's okay. But uh, I was texting with another friend that I have that is getting married right around the same time as me, and uh, we both agreed that the number one thing that I can't wait to do, like literally the day after my wedding is over, is to write mean Yelp reviews for every wedding vendor who has wronged me. <laughs> But I'm not going to do it until the day after so that I don't burn any bridges just in case. Oh, my God. I have so many mean reviews I would like to leave from people that that like fucked with me also. I uh, I have some stuff in the queue that I just wrote out as a like a therapeutic exercise. I would love to do this with you because <laughs> my wedding was in 2015 and I have not let go of that anger. No, don't let go of that. Listen. People take advantage of brides. They take advantage of them monetarily. They take advantage of them emotionally. Do you know that I paid a down payment for a wedding planner who literally just decided not to do anything? Like months went by, had done nothing. Eventually I was like, I guess I have to fire you. You're... <laughs> took my money and then like you know I hope you're a decent person where you'll just give me my money back and she just never did hmm did she agree that she had done nothing yeah interesting like a, literally psychopath that's great uh luckily I I have maybe I mean part of me is like maybe if I had gone a wedding planner this would save me the headaches that I'm having but turns out it could have been just one more but yeah, I think that this is, I was like, this is maybe the difference between a bride in her 20s and a bride in her 30s is that a bride in her 20s is like, oh, I can't wait for my honeymoon. I'm going to like fuck my husband. And I'm like, I can't wait for my honeymoon. I'm going to sit in a lounge chair and write mean Yelp reviews. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Um, Her name is Sarah K. Events. Okay. Yeah. Her website doesn't even work anymore. Are we just shaming people right now? Because her name was Car- Katie Berger. She should be shamed. <laughs> Shame. Shame. Voted best of the knot.com 2013. I also want to write a mean note to the knot for recommending this <laughs> psycho. Yeah, I um I, I've been told I'm I'm being quite the Virgo about all of this. Like if people don't answer my emails in a timely fashion, I, I sort of have a little aneurysm. Uh it, like some of my bridesmaids' dresses are delayed. I wrote an insane email to the company and I was like, I know you cannot predict the future. But when will these dresses be here? Oh, my God. Um, uh, my dress is here, so that's good. That's good. Yeah. I, I mean, four of the dresses are here, so may, I might just have four bridesmaids, but better than than zero. But, yeah, I just, you know, I probably shouldn't name names, but. Name names, please. If you're ever in Brooklyn, don't go to Kings County Distillery because that was where we were going to have our rehearsal dinner. And let me tell you guys. We agreed to one price in 2019, and we were like, should we sign a contract? And they were like, no, no rush. It's all good. You're in the calendar. We're, we're great. And then we didn't hear anything from them, and I was like, maybe we should follow up and see what's going on. Um, and then this was in the new year, and they were like, oh, yeah, everything's great, but just FYI, like our price has tripled. And we were like, good for you, but we're not paying that price, correct? We agreed in 2019, exactly. not that long ago. Like in writing, a committed to a price and they just well, were not like, in writing Whoop. well in in email like we didn't have a contract oh. but it was over email actually email I, 
it, I'm not a lawyer, but <laughs> I did take some law classes, and I'm pretty sure like that can that is binding. Uh, well, I don't know, but then they just like they were like doubling down. They were not right. So we went out and we found another place within a couple days, um, and then we we like let loose and wrote a really like strongly worded email and then they backtracked and they were like you're right we're being very unprofessional and we will uh commit to the price that we originally and you agreed said upon. too bad and we were like no we don't trust you and i just want to and then we felt bad and then we we're like were we too mean nope um but then no I, that's so that's so rude to take advantage to just assume like oh it's a wedding like we've raised our prices and like now you have to abide by this that's not cool what about remember there was that like italian restaurant on the water here in yes, Williamsburg. And they shut down, right? Didn't they? They shut down. What is or it called? Is it's called like something on the water. Oh no, I'm thinking of a different thing. There was another, there was a place in Brooklyn that was like a popular wedding venue that just like closed their doors one day oh, and wow. everybody who like had paid oh. to have their events there were just like shit out of luck, which <gasps> is a scary thing. Oh my God. I can't believe that that's al- allowed. That kind of on a lesser scale happened to me with Amika hair salon. You know, like Amika products. Like mm, sounds familiar, but well, anyways, Amika hair salon like convinced me to like buy a package. Amika style blow, <laughs> Amika style blow.com. Buy a package. It's cheaper for your, mm. for your blowouts. Okay. Uh-oh. I'll buy a package at 10. One day I go trying to call to make my blowout shut down. Email or er, phone doesn't work. Their website is down. Just took my money for my package. Like, right. if you have an right. idea that you might shut down, I think the right thing to do would be to call your customers and say, hey, guys, hey, like, you know, like, just on the DL, but um, we're going to be closing our doors in a month. I saw you had a package. You spent a lot of money. It was I really appreciate you investing in us, and it's a bummer that the business model didn't work out, but you should uh, make up, make your blowout appointments now. Right. You be- can come every day for the next month. Because, like, it's about, we're about to shut down. But yeah. no, they, like, didn't do that. No, so of course. not cool. So it's frustrating. I, I want to host, like, a bar rescue-style show where I just go in and yell at <laughs> wedding businesses after this. Um, but I will say it makes me appreciate the good people. So I'm going to end this on a positive note. Uh, and say that Stems Brooklyn has been amazing. They're my florist, and I recommend them highly. And uh, the one bridal also in Brooklyn is where my I got my wedding dress. And my girl Sue, I love her so much. I like want to invite her to my wedding. I, I've had to go for a bunch of fittings, and she's my new best friend. Great, yeah. So I one think bridal and Stems. Five of our <laughs> listeners are in Brooklyn. The rest are all around the world. But, but if you but ever for those people visit New York and want to like look for uh, wedding dresses here, I know that's like a thing that people do. Go to One Bridal. Cool. And if you want to just get yourself a flower, go to Sims. Um, how How is your week going, My week's Laura? great because I just got back from a trip to Tulum Ooh, fancy, for a bachelorette fancy. party. I know. I was kind of working myself up about it, like getting away from the baby and Nick um, before going. And then I get there and I'm just in total paradise, <laughs> reconnecting with my older, crazy, wilder self. We like get a boat. I'm jumping off the top of the boat. The boat. The captain's like, do this at your own risk. I'm like, great, I will. And I'm like <laughs> diving into the ocean. Did you have to sign anything? Like no, if I break all no, my bones? No, they literally just like looked at me and were like, do this at your own risk. I was like, I will. And so me and my friend were jumping off the side of the boat. It's fantastic. Um, just to give you like an idea of like the demographic of the bachelorette party. There were 12 of us. There were two other moms, uh, eight women, and four gay guys. About... Three of the women were moms. Uh, there was a few single girls, like maybe two married and then like two engaged or whatever. Okay. So it was good, like a good mix. It was like a really nice mix. So we're staying at this amazing hotel called Nomade. Okay. And there's this guy that works at the front who's the, I don't know, liaison with the guests named Pablo. Uh-huh. And so a couple of people on the bus, they like, they they're like oh we got a WhatsApp Pablo to talk to him and they 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 sign into WhatsApp and they like oh my god everybody look at Pablo's picture Pablo is hot Pablo is a full blown hottie so 
all the gay guys are like, oh my God, do you think Pablo's gay? We love Pablo. <laughs> and a couple of the single girls are like, no, I love Pablo. Everyone's wow. loving Pablo. And I'm just like not paying attention. What a life to be Pablo. What a life to be Pablo. So we get there and they're all dealing with Pablo. And I'm like, whatever, just get me to my room. And second night, Pablo comes into the the bachelorette's suite to come take pictures of everybody. I'm like, oh, Pablo is pretty cute. And he starts taking pictures. Everyone's doing, you know, drinking champagne. And like, you know, my friends are still wondering like, oh, like, is Pablo gay? Is he straight? So I'm like, I'm going to find out, you know, like I'm an, I'm a journalist. I can find this out. So I still go up to Pablo. I'm like, and I'm just, you know, I haven't really been paying attention to him for the last like mm-hmm. 36 hours or I go. Which men love. Which apparently <laughs> men love. And and I, I like, had turned it up a little bit, like bright red lipstick, cute, sure. little, cute little bun. That's right, party. Crop top. And I'm like, so where are you from? And he's like, Argentina. I'm like, oh. I'm like, they told me you were from Spain. They're, he's like, no, Argentina. I'm like, oh. And he goes, you haven't talked to me much this whole trip. And I oh was my like, God. I was like, I don't know. I've just been around. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, so I bet you get a lot of attention from the guests. Oh my god, a lot of the guys and the girls. And he's like, and he goes, um, he goes, yeah, I get attention from both, but uh, I like women. And uh, <laughs> was you, he saying it in this like hushed, sexy tone that you're delivering? Angela, it you in? have no idea. It was like, and I just thought I was fi- trying to find out from my friends: is he gay or straight? You know, and I was yeah. like, I have no investment in this. I'm married. But meanwhile, you had sexual tension. You happening. don't even understand, Angela. Like, so, like a few sentences in, I realize what's going on, and he goes, he goes, your nose is so sensual. <laughs> I can, he's like, you are a very beautiful woman. And like all of a sudden my whole body gets tingly. You have a sensual nose? He's, okay, wait. Actually, he said I have a beautiful nose. He said I was just sensual. Sorry. I'm okay. messing up our script. Okay. You, but, I love your nose. You are a very sensual woman. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. okay. Uh, all of a sudden I realize, oh, I thought I was just doing some investigation. Now Pablo is all up in my grill and like flirting with me. Wow. Like hardcore. If I had been one of the single girls on this trip, I would have been like... Wanted to punch fucking me in the Laura face. and her sensual nose. I know. Uh, so, so that happens, and and I'm like, hey, I'm like, okay, well, I I'm like, I'm gonna back off a little bit. Cause I don't know what's happening. So I <laughs> I take a step back and I I lean into to one of the guys. I go, so I think Pablo's straight, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I, I overheard him tell say that you're a very sensual woman, and I was like. Yeah, he's straight. And so then... Wait, wait, were you like, I'm married? Not yet. Okay. So 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 we're in the street. And then I go to the front to go, like, get a cab. And for whatever reason, I, like, get ahead of the group. And Pablo... Now Pablo... This is, like, 40 minutes later. Pablo's now at the front. It's just me and Pablo waiting at the front desk. Mm -hmm. And he comes up to me and he goes, so, uh, what's your deal? (laughs) Like, are you taken? Or wait. And he goes, I go... And he goes, actually, I don't want to know. It's none of my business. I was like, well, maybe it is your business. He's like, no, it doesn't really matter. He goes, when you're here, you're free. And I go, <laughs> Pablo, I'm married. And he goes, I told you I didn't want to know. And also, it doesn't matter because... When you're here, you're free. When you're here, you're free. <laughs> what happens in Tulum stays in stays Tulum. Stays in Tulum. So I'm like, sh- I'm like literally shaking because Pablo's so hot. And he's like literally kind of like, like, like grazing my arm as he's doing oh. this. I like kind of like touches like like just makes it a reason to like touch my arm like my neck and I'm like and we're like here like at the front desk you know this is like we're not in some private area right and uh, I go are you flirting with me and he goes <laughs> and he goes I and he goes of course and I go you're a very good flirt <laughs> I'm sure he has lots of experience. That's what I said. I go, you must do really well here. And he goes, it's not too bad. And he goes, so um, am I going to get some time with you? Oh, my God. And I was like, holy fuck. I'm being propositioned by Pablo. You should have shown him pictures of your baby. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know <laughs> that at all. And your, your sweet little family here in New York. <laughs> I think it's so. So anyways, so Pablo and I, like, we keep talking. And I keep, like, at some point, I just, like, it's getting so heated that I... That I'm like, where the fuck are my friends? <laughs> like, 
Where are they? Like, because, like, I'm really enjoying this, but also, like, this is too heated even for me. Like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong, even though I truly believe, like, innocent flirting that, like, I'm not going to run off with Pablo (laughs) to Tulum. It's not like I'm flirting like this with somebody at work or somebody that I could have at all some emotional relationship with. Like, I... Well, there's a certain point where flirting hits a wall, I guess, and it transforms, you know, there's there's a next step. It hit a wall. The next step would have been, like, Pablo making out with me. Right. And so I was like, this needs to stop. So... My friends come and I'm still just like my whole body is rushed and I'm very flushed and I get to dinner and I'm like whisper I oh no at first I get in the cab and I'm like <sighs> and I'm like uh, Pablo's so good at I'm his like, job I'm like you guys Pablo just Pablo just propositioned me and I told them what happened and then they made me tell the whole group at dinner like the whole twelve people at dinner and everyone's like oh my god Pablo they're like can you just make out with him for all of us i was like i can't do that i can't cheat on my husband um even if it's just a kiss uh but the and then the other two moms that were on the trip were like i'm so happy for you (laughs) even though they were like saying they're like i'm so happy that that happened to you and for you because i was like you don't understand people have don't don't flirt with me anymore and they're like laura i doubt that i was like no they really don't i'm never in a position to be flirted with like I'm never like at a bar by myself or like really even like at a bar with girlfriends I go to dinner with girlfriends maybe and but I'm always I, like I'm with my husband or I have like a baby strapped to me like I do go out with my girlfriends but I don't know I'm just like maybe I'm just more closed off in New York but I or I don't like turn it up with the red lip and the crop top but <laughs> I I have not been flirted with like that in as long as I can remember. It really does make you feel a little alive. I felt so alive. <laughs> so amazing. I extended the trip a day. <laughs> Not just because of Pablo. Just because the adrenaline that Pablo gave the, you. I was like, this trip's amazing. Tulum makes you feel alive. Jumping off of boats. Like, Pablo is making me feel like... He's like, he's like, you're the most beautiful person like of the whole group. And I was like, like, I don't, that's like a subjective non-truth, but like, but thanks. But it was nice to hear. <laughs> yes. Um, um, yeah, I totally not similar to having like a, a sexy man in Tulum tell you that you have a sensual nose. But uh, recently a man hit, hit on me in line for a bathroom at a bar and I felt the same way. <laughs> that is how I how I I got asked on a date one time in my yeah in my youthful younger days was in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> it feels great, and like honestly, Angela, I did not feel guilty at all because I think the context of it, I didn't feel like I was like flirting with some guy that like it could actually emotionally turn into something like uncomfortable. Like like my example of like flirting like that with somebody at work that would have been like super fucked up and someone I would have to see all the time or like maybe like you know it just would have felt like Pablo was just like this like almost felt like I was flirting with some like TV character you know like he wasn't someone I was gonna actually do anything with or that I would have emotionally fell for it was like it was just like it felt like healthy it like made me want to like call and like have a sex talk with my or like you know have text my husband like something sexy like I was like I'm gonna fuel this back into my relationship well as long as you have like trust in your relationship I feel like it's something that like definitely like can tickle both of you like when I got hit on at the bar recently like Ian's friend was like that guy's hitting on Angela and I was like oh my god was he like I didn't notice um and Ian was like it's fine I'm flattered that he was hitting on you (laughs) see I didn't even tell Nick about this because he actually doesn't get jealous or he I I could just picture him having a wrong kind of reaction like I don't know maybe it's better this way I'm trying to think like if I told a guy like oh this guy Pablo like you know is flirting with me like I don't know if I'd really want to be with a guy that's like he was like uh you know right right but like Nick would almost get like annoyed at me like why are you telling me this you know like trying like what yeah I don't understand like what is the purpose of you telling me this are you trying to make me jealous like I can just see Nick actually getting annoyed at me so I just didn't tell him I didn't think it would make him want me more or which I like I don't want a guy that only wants me because other men do you know that's not that's not cute. It can just be your own fun little secret. It was my between own you, me, fun. and all of our listeners. Exactly. So that was my week. It felt good. Hi, Pablo. <laughs> good for you, Laura. Thank you. All right, we're gonna take a quick sponsor break, and then we're gonna jump into what's in the news. 
We would like to thank our sponsor, CauseBox. CauseBox is a quarterly subscription box curated by women for women that is filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands that are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. Um, You know, right now we're all stuck in quarantine. We're isolated from all the things that we love. So one little thing that we can do for ourselves is sign up for something like CauseBox and have some gifts sent to us. It just comes, it's quarterly, so it comes four times a year. You have something to look forward to and it's giving back to the world, which is great. The products are focused on sustainability, which I love. Um, When I got mine, it was so exciting. Mine came with a jade roller, which like a they're always talking about them in the magazines and stuff. Never tried it before. Now I have nothing but time on my hands. I'm just going to be rolling my face, getting rid of my puffiness. They also sent me this cute little reusable bento box, which is great because I've been cooking a lot lately. So I can store my leftovers in there. Just like really fun stuff. So each cause box is limited edition and comes with six to eight full-size products. You can get everything from skincare and jewelry to homewares and accessories. Um... They most boxes you get over $250 worth of products for only $50, which is pretty good. Um, and you know, maybe you get it for yourself, but also it's a great gift for a friend, for your mom, um, for your sister, for anybody that maybe could just use a little cheering up every couple months or so. Uh, it's just it's a nice thing to do for them or for yourself. So the best part of all of this is, of course, we got you guys an exclusive discount. You can go to causebox.com slash single and use the code single to get your first box for 30% off, as in you can get your first box worth of over $250 plus for less than $39. So go check out Causebox right now. I can tell you firsthand you are going to love it. All right, Angela, what have you been reading in the news? So on the TED website, as in like TED Talks, they had an article recently about if you want a more satisfying sex life, you need to talk about it with your friends, apparently. This is by Daniela Balarezzo. Um, And she says, having open discussions can empower you, enlighten you, and maybe even help you get your mojo back, according Mm. to this sex and relationship coach named Pam Costa. Um, Pam conducted this sort of small-scale study with 100 women in 20 groups and they all got together for these weekly meetings where she would give them topics and prompts um, to talk about their sex lives and she found that overall sexual function increased 20% and distress about sexuality um, decreased 28% and she said what was really exciting was that um, the discussions didn't require a therapist or a counselor all you need is like just some some gals around who are brave enough to talk and be honest and I think it just makes feel women or makes women feel less alone to know that like um, other people because like, I don't know, we're like kind of conditioned to not talk about sex, sex things, especially when we're in relationships. Oh, totally. It's it's just a hard to talk about topic with anybody. Yeah, because like if it's like a random hookup, like I think maybe you're more forthcoming about things. But with your friends, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't talk about sex at all with my friends. I almost feel like at this point they would think that's gross. Like, why are you telling me about <laughs> having sex with your husband? Like, right, because unless you put a face and a personality to the sex, it's and it, like, oh, it, no, I don't want to know that. And it would weirdly feel like a violation of our relationship to talk about, like, his dicks. Like, I'm going to be like, my husband has a big dick. Like, like they don't <laughs> want to hear that. But if it was a hookup, they would want to know all the details. And it's such an interesting distinction, you know? But, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and also, I think, like, even with our own partners sometimes like we don't know how to bring certain things up so like kind of crowdsourcing it with like like if you want to try something new in the bedroom or whatever like crowdsourcing it to a group of other women before you talk to your partner mm-hmm. might make things easier i don't know but so when she did this study she did set ground rules she said there could be no judgment it was 100% confidential you stick to sharing your honest experiences and not like your friends or your sisters and then i think the most important thing was she said nobody could give advice. Um, she said that represents a major way in that, like, the way these groups are different from many other conversations with friends because um, she said it's human nature that people like to give advice, but advice can sometimes make others consciously or unconsciously feel criticized or mm-hmm. not heard. So it was just kind of about listening and maybe, like, 
if you related to something, you could chime in, but you couldn't like advise on what the other person should do. Oh, I like that. I I like that. Yeah. It's like give your own experience, but, but don't do advice. Yeah. Right. Because then it kind of comes off as like, oh, well, here's what you're doing wrong. Yeah. 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 Other, like I've mastered that problem. So I, I mean. That's a good thing for me to remember just in terms of with any friends talking to me about stuff, because one thing I've tried to get better at that I still don't really do, because I, I just have an inclination to try to fix people's problems. So yeah. I'll just give like unsolicited advice like, oh, I know what you should do. And I think I'm helping, but it can kind of sound like this is what you're doing wrong and I would do it better. I need to ask ahead of time, like, do you want me to just listen or do you want advice? And just asking, I think, might be helpful for me. Yes. Like what kind of what are you looking for here? Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's cool. It's, and it improved these women's sex lives. So just find somebody who will uh, get a group of women that you can chat with that won't judge you and won't give you advice. Yep. Super simple. Um, what are you reading, Laura? So I was reading the New York Times. The headline is How to Make Your Marriage Gayer. Uh, yes. This article is mind-blowing. All right. Same-sex spouses feel more satisfied with their partners than heterosexual ones. What's the secret? This is an article by Stephanie Kuntz. So researchers recently asked three sets of legally married couples, heterosexual, gay, and lesbian, to keep daily diaries recording their experiences of marital strain and distress. Women that were in different sex marriages reported the highest level of psychological distress. (laughs) Uh, Men in same-sex marriages reported the lowest, and men married to women and women married to women were in the middle, (laughs) recording similar levels of distress. So basically, like lesbians would have the same level of distress as like me and Nick and you and and you and Ian Uh and then like gay guys were like blissfully happy (laughs) is is Mm. my is my recap all right so women in general were likely to report the most relationship distress now this is kind of upsetting to me so women regardless of whether they were dating a man or another woman it was just women in general women in relationships reported the most distress women married to women and women well, it's hard being men. a woman in the world. <laughs> I was gonna say, women be, women be cray. <laughs> it's like I hate I hate this the statistic because it just supports that um, well, stereotype. I, but blame society, don't blame us. <laughs> yeah, but it turns out that only women. Uh, okay, so yeah, so they reported the most distress. Um, but it turns out that's only women married to men reported the most distress. But 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 they were in the okay so yeah men in same sex marriages were the lowest men married to women and women married to women were in the middle mm-hmm. yes 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 right. okay there are powerful historical reasons heterosexual marriages are subject to more tension miscommunication and resentment than same sex relationships so studies in 2006 found that the happiest and most sexually satisfied couples are now those that divide the housework and childcare more equally. Couples where the wife does the bulk of routine chores report the highest level of discord. I mean, that should not be surprising. Right. And then once children come along, old marital traditions, they reassert themselves more. So married mothers spend more time on housework than single mothers and have significantly less leisure time than cohabitating mothers. Um, so here's where same-sex couples can offer their different-sex counterparts useful tips, the article says. Since same-sex couples can't use imputed male-female differences to sort out who does what. Right. They rely less on stereotypes. So same-sex couples are far more likely to each take on some traditional feminine and some traditional masculine chores. That's interesting, right? Yeah. It's just, I guess, like, yeah, what what you would prefer to do rather than what you're expected to do. Yeah. Uh, like heterosexual couples with children, same-sex parents often have one partner quit or cut back at work for a while. Gay, cup- gay male couples have about the same percentage of stay-at-home parents as do heterosexuals. But same-sex couples are less likely than different sex couples to assign women's work to their partner with fewer work hours. So that's refreshing right because they're like they're like oh you stay at home so like you take care of the laundry and they're like no just because i'm the stay-at-home parent doesn't mean i need to do that um yeah i just i find that this is just all so very fascinating i don't know there's so many statistics here um oh while the dating relationships of male couples are less stable than those of female female or male female couples their formalized unions are as stable as those of heterosexuals and more stable than formalized female female unions so basically like like um married gay guys 
are more stable than 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 lesbians. Hmm. Interesting, because lesbians definitely stay. The, the the stereotype is that lesbians stay together forever. Yeah, not true. <laughs> not true statistically. Yeah. Um. Well, that's awesome. I mean, listen, I think that we all have something to learn from gay men uh, beyond relationships. Just every they're doing everything right. You're doing this, amazing, sweetie. I know. So <laughs> one thing that they say they do is many gay couples work out detailed agreements about what kinds of sexual contact are permissible outside the relationship under what circumstance and how often. So they're just very like explicit about it. And like they just talk about everything more, more openly. Gay men are more low key than women offering emotional and instrumental care to a partner when it's clearly needed instead of treating it as routine obligation. And gay men tend not to expect such care unless they explicitly ask for it. So I don't know. That's something that we can all kind of like take. Yeah. So I guess like, yeah, gay guys don't, they don't feel like it's like an obligation, but then when their partner is like, I really need you, they're like, I am here. You know, (laughs) that is something. Yeah. I think that like, yeah, the asking, not just being there, but the, the being able to ask for mm-hmm. the being there is yeah. important and hard for some people. Yeah. So no, check out this article. There's a lot of more information in the actual piece, but I won't read the whole thing to you. So um, yeah, I found this very interesting. There's yeah, a lot, cool. a lot we can take from it into our own relationships. Yeah. All right. It's time to jump into our mailbox, but first we're going to take a very quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor Coors Light. Life today is kind of a lot. That is the understatement of the year. Every now and then, it's important to just stop, crack open a mountain cold Coors Light and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill, Coors Light Mountain Cold Refreshment. It is made to chill. Um, Nick and I have been drinking a lot of beer lately. I don't know. I just like to relax after a long day of reading the news, thinking about the world, having a lot of existential crises in my head. Um, Yeah. Nothing is nicer for me than at the end of the day, we like cook ourselves some dinner because we can't go out anywhere. And then I say, you know what? Let's let's have a beer. Sometimes we share a beer. Sometimes I have a beer and then we share a second beer. And I always love Coors Light because it's very kind of nostalgic for me because I don't know, growing up, I I would I liked always liked hanging out with the guys and they always had Coors Light on hand. So I don't know. It's it just makes me feel good. And do whatever you can nowadays to make yourself feel good. Uh, these days, everything is nonstop. Go, go, go. It's kind of a lot. You know, you're trying to balance probably work, staying in touch with friends, family. Uh, it, it's stressful. I can't even begin to say how stressful things are. If the pace of things is wearing you down, take a moment, pause, take this time to pause, refresh yourself. Mountain cold refreshment. It is made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light cold activated bottles and cans turn blue. I think that's cool because I like science. And when things change colors, when they're a different temperature, I think that's fun. Uh, So it turns blue when it's chilled to perfection. Born in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. So that's what Coors Light, that's why it's the one that we choose when we need a moment to chill. And so when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Also, this is the best part of the entire commercial. You can have Coors Light delivered by going to get.coorslight.com and find a local delivery option near you. Now, I need to make sure I say this from legal. Celebrate responsibly. This should go without saying. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So celebrate responsibly. And remember, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We would like to thank our sponsor, Feels. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. Now, not to brag, but I feel like I've been knowing about CBD since before it was cool. Now it's everywhere, but like five years ago it wasn't. And I didn't know about it for a cool reason. I knew about it because Ian, as I've mentioned, has horrible insomnia Um, and you know, it started around the time he met me about six years ago. We think it's a coincidence, totally not a bad reflection of our relationship at all. Um, but the only thing that has seemed to help his insomnia over the years is CBD. And since we've had it around, I've tried it and it's actually been great for my anxiety as well. So super excited to have feels on board 
delivering their CBD to your doorstep. So a little bit about feels. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness, just like Ian's. Um, It's easy to take. You place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference in minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding the right dose is important. Everyone's dose is different. So leave the room to experiment over the course of a week or so. You may need to take more or less to get the effects you're after, but eventually you will figure it out. And if you need help, if you're new to CBD, Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide your personal experience. So they are there for you. Feels has us feeling great every day and it can help you too. To become a member of Feels, uh, you can go to their website today. Go to feels.com slash single and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash single to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, this one is signed uh, single and maybe ready to mingle. They write, help. So a few months ago, I broke up with my boyfriend of five years and moved in with my sister in a new city. It was the hardest thing I ever did, but he was controlling and abusive. Being single for the first time in a while, I've dabbled in dating again. It's been tough. One guy on paper is super nice, good job and sense of humor. Had three great dates and talks, but I felt nothing emotionally. I explained I maybe wasn't ready yet and still recovering. A few others have asked me out and I just said no off the bat because I didn't feel any attraction. Then I met someone that just clicked. So handsome, funny, and I can't stop thinking about him. We met and had an instant connection and long, great talk at the bar. We planned to go out on a date, but he kept postponing for weeks. I called him out and wanted a straight answer about what was going on, and he said he is interested in me, but because he is such a good friend of my sister's, he didn't want to screw up and have her hate him. Well, she's not going to hate you if you're not an asshole. Yeah. Uh, It turns out he's never had a girlfriend. We're both 27, and he rarely follows through on dates. He just likes girls that are unavailable. We still sort of talk and see each other uh, when we're out, but I am getting mixed signals if he is interested. Should I continue to pursue him? I haven't had butterflies like this in a long time. Signed, single and ready to mingle. Um, I see that you're having the, I understand that you're having butterflies and that you really like this guy, but to be honest, he just seems very unavailable and he doesn't seem like he's in the right place to date at all or date you at least. Um, and I just think you're going to end up being frustrated. So I know it's hard to get rid of those butterflies when you have them and as sad as it is, but when people are kind of like kind of there and then kind of backing off and like kind of interested, but kind of not, or like, I like you, but uh, that, that only like increases how hard it is to get over somebody. But I think you just have to keep looking around for somebody else. Cause this guy is not in the space and he's just going to piss you off. Yeah, I think you're obviously in um, like a, a mental place where like everything leading up to this has been really disappointing. Like you are just having trouble finding someone that you're attracted to and that you click with. So when you meet somebody that you do feel like you click with, it's hard. It, it's you're more likely to overlook the bad things. And what you're overlooking right now is that he's he's not actually a great match for you because if he was, it, it would be easier than this. So you're kind of trying to force something that isn't working because you see a glimmer of hope. But yeah, it's just like not – it's not worth your time and your energy. Um, it, it's easy to convince yourself like to fixate on one person when, when you're having a hard time meeting somebody that you're attracted to and then you feel that attraction. It's easy to convince yourself like this is my last chance. I got to like make this thing work because there's nothing else out there. But th- there's something else out there. You just need to like have patience and give it time. Absolutely. What else we got? Um, okay. Now we have a question from our listener, Madeline. Madeline says, I'm 25 and I'm in a great place in my life, but unfortunately I'm struggling to find someone to share it with me. 
I just finished earning two grad degrees. I have a job I'm insanely excited about starting soon. I'm focusing on my health and being more active now that I'm done with school. And I have an incredible group of friends. I've been dating pretty consistently for the last three years on apps mostly, but nothing has stuck. I've run into a situation quite a few times now where someone is perfect on the app and we connect really well on important things and even on sexual preferences, but there's absolutely no chemistry in person. Do you have any advice for how to better screen app profiles for chemistry or for how to get guys to meet up more quickly without making it weird? I'm so tired of getting invested in someone just to be totally disappointed on the first date. Oh, one thing that you could try to do is FaceTime with somebody. So I really only had one experience going out with somebody that I met online before I met Nick. And he was so cute and had like a really fun name. I I think I've told this story before, but I was talking to him online. I think it was match.com. Actually, don't judge me for that. (laughs) This is a long time ago. Uh, And then I started dating like my ex-boyfriend for three months. And so I was like, oh, I just I sent him. This is why you should never ghost people. But I sent him a message that was like, hey, um, you know, I really like you. And I I know we were like talking about going out, but I actually started dating someone. So I feel weird, you know, going out with you. I hope you understand, like wish you all the best. And then when things didn't work out with my boyfriend at the time, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to reach out to this guy, Ralph. <laughs> and I don't like the name Ralph, but his last name was really cute. Uh, um, so I reached out and I was like, hey, um, I hope you're well. No clue if you're dating somebody. And if you are, that's awesome. But things didn't work out with the guy I was dating. So if you're still up for it, I'd love to go out with you. And he said, yes. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Let's do it. Let's go to brunch. Not only was I not in the right headspace because I wasn't over my ex, but within the first 15 seconds of just sitting down at lunch, I could almost, it's just like an energetic thing where I could just get a sense of like the way his body moved and like, like, I was like, oh, like, yeah, we're just don't have that kind of chemistry. And I'm not saying you can totally tell that over video, but you kind of get a sense of somebody's aura a little bit and you can tell like, oh, okay, how they were over text is just different. So I would maybe just, if you want, if it's just like a chemistry thing, like get off the text, uh, you know, and be like, Hey, do you want to FaceTime? Or do you want to jump on the phone? Like my fingers are hurting or like, and like, you can kind of get a sense of just how somebody talks even on the phone or on video. And it'll make it maybe even a little less weird when you jump straight to like meeting them in person after just texting. So that would be my only thing. But otherwise you kind of can't tell this stuff. Like there is no way to tell over text. I think you kind of just have to meet someone and get a sense of their energy. But but yeah, don't don't get in the thing where you're like wasting all of your time chatting with somebody online for like a month and then you meet them. And after two minutes, you're like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? The last right. month has been a waste. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that the only way you can really ever tell chemistry with a person is in person um, because it works both ways. You could have great text banter leading up to it and not have any chemistry in person, but you could also be like not sure about somebody when you're talking online and then you meet them and you're like, oh, they're great. So really like in person makes a big difference. So you asked like, is there a way to vet profiles better? I think what you're doing right now is the most vetting you can do is you're like talking them enough to know that you have certain important things in common. Um, uh, I, I think that you do just need to like make sure you're not letting the conversations go on too long and speeding up meeting them. Like, like you said, how do I make it not weird that I want to meet up with them quickly? I mean, as long as you're not like, hello, would you like to meet up? I, I think you're fine. Like, you know, you talk for a couple days and then be like, would you like to see each other? Would you like to do something? Um, it's not unusual. You're both there to meet people. You're on dating apps to meet people. So people aren't going to think you're weird because you want to meet in person. Totally. We hope that's helpful. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any messages you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is adjusting expectations. Yeah, it's hard when we have expectations and get disappointed. We learn uh, we learn standards and everyone has different expectations based on our own history, our experience, past relationships, cultural, societal things we learn. Um, we wrote out a few examples. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some people expect someone to pull out a chair at dinner. Others think that would be weirdly formal and, and awkward. 
Yes. And some people like it when a partner makes reservations and other people prefer to play things by ear and be flexible. Yeah. Some people expect a good night phone call or text and some people it would never even cross their mind if they talked earlier in the day. Yep. Some people like like a day of confirmation of a date. I know I do, but some people think that's annoying and it would if the date is booked, it's booked and you're it's like overkill. Yeah. So the point is that expectations change from person to person. So what not to do? Don't get pissed at a person for expectations that you are imposing that they have no idea about with any of these examples. Like I've had friends call me about how like they'll just be like really passive aggressive with a guy um, because like, oh, they didn't like, you know, they didn't, they never make reservations or they didn't do like a good night phone call. Like, you know, or good night text. Like they didn't text me good night. It's like, they don't fucking know that you want them to do that. Like, unless you tell them like, Hey, um, I know, you know, not, I'm not trying to be needy, but like, you know, I really love like a good night text. It just makes me feel really happy and know that you're alive and safe. <laughs> so just like text me before you go to bed. If that's something that you're okay with doing. But if you don't ask for that, nobody's going to know you like it. And if you feel weird asking for it, another good thing to do that I've learned is positive reinforcement Mm. works wonders. I'm a big positive reinforcement person. So if somebody does something once, like makes reservations, put on the praise. Be like, oh, thank you so much for making reservations. I'm such a planner and it really helped me out. Um, If they do a good night text, like that was really thoughtful of you. I love good night texts and thank you for doing that. And then hopefully they'll learn to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love the expression. Don't let people live rent free in your head. Um, because I think the trap that I would always fall into was I would meet somebody, uh, we'd have a good first date and I'd like them. So I think about them so much and I would like be thinking about them to the point where I had already like progressed our relationship past like where we were at. So I was expecting things that were unrealistic it was like, well, I've already, I've like imagined like our relationship and our wedding and our children. So he should be way more attentive to me than he's being right now. But in reality, we had only gone on like one date. So yeah. I think you need to like curb how much you think about and really, new people. You just have to tell people what's up. Like even when Nick and I were boyfriend and girlfriend, this might sound crazy to some people. I wouldn't hear from him at all on a Friday or, a, and I would be sitting at work on a Friday so depressed so upset but like wanting to secretly be the chill cool girl that like you know wasn't needy and wasn't texting and wanted to wait for the guy to text her and so I would be just like but I'd be so bubbling inside with like confusion and why is my boyfriend not asking me out on a Friday night when I have a nine to five but he was an artist so in his head a Friday was no different than a Monday which was no different than a Sunday and all the days blended together and he would just go on painting binges for 48 hours but I could not relate to that at all as somebody that had like a nine to five and so I would like what I did at the time was I would write like these passive aggressive tweets like Friday night crazy Friday night and that would be like my only tweet so I was a little psycho. Don't do that. What you should do is tell someone you're dating preferences so they know. Just say, my schedule's crazy, so I know you like playing things by ear, but I prefer making plans in advance so I can make us a priority. Or, you know, in the past, I've had people forget about dates we planned, so I love a day of check-in. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier in the day, but a good night text really makes me feel good. You know, just yeah. tell people what you want. And then also uh, ask yourself these questions. Are your expectations reasonable? Are they one-sided and expecting more of someone than uh, expecting more of someone than what they are prepared to give? Yeah, and more and expecting more than what you're giving them. You right. Know? Yeah, it has. To, it's a two-way street. Um, and why do you have the expectations that you have, and can you let go of some of them? Yeah. In the end, if people are not meeting your expectations and you've talked about them, you might just not be an expectation match. They might need to date someone a little more chill who doesn't make plans. You might need someone who is more organized and type A like you. Go into dates with an open mind. Try to keep expectations low, but with a hint of optimism. And on that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week breakdown. We all have expectations, sometimes great expectations. I'm going to read Angela quotes from Charles Dickens' novel and see if she can fill in the blank. (laughs) Perhaps our most highbrow, this is why you're single game yet. I loved her against reason, against promise, against peace, against hope, against happiness, against all blank that could be. 
Mm. Emotions? Against all discouragement. Oh. That could be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Next up. Suffering has been stronger than all other teachings and has taught me to understand what your heart used to be. I have been bent and broken, but I hope into a better blank life. Uh. I've been bent and broken, but I hope into a better shape. Mm. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Three more for you. Okay, great. Heavens knows we need never be ashamed of our tears, for they are rain upon the blinding dust of earth, over-relying our hard hearts. I was better after I cried than before. More sorry, more aware of my own ingratitude, more blank. Okay, I'll give you a hint for this one. Yeah, I think I need a hint. If a baby's going to poke the eye out of a dog, you say, no, 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 be gentle. Great hint. Thank you. More aware of my own ingratitude. More gentle. Okay. Two more. Love her. Love her. Love her. If she favors you, love her. If she wounds you, love her. If she tears your heart to pieces and as it gets older and stronger, it will tear deeper. Love her. Love her. Blink. Love her. <laughs> yes. 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 Just love her. Love her no matter what. Okay. What a romantic that Charles Dickinson. Okay, last one. The broken heart. You think you will die, but you just keep living day after day after blank day. Damn day. <laughs> you think you will die, but you just keep living day after day after terrible day. Oh, you know, if this had been a Christmas carol, Way more familiar with that Charles Dickinson novel. <laughs> what a note to end on this week. Mm-hmm. Terrible day. Terrible right. day. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book, This Is Why You're Single. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. And you can check out my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. It's also available on every place you can buy a book, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, there's an audiobook version available, too. It's very funny. It came out um, March 10th, so yeah, it's in stores now. Check it out, please. Buy, buy them together. It's a nice little bundle. Yeah, yeah, but please buy it. You know, you don't have to pay for this podcast. This podcast is free. <laughs> All we ask is that you support the podcast by supporting, you know, by buying our books. That's really, if you want to support the podcast, you can just buy our books. Yeah, and you'll enjoy them. Uh, it'll be like having us with you all the time. Uh, you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for fullest of sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page and this is by your single show.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at your single show. Please like, and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why That was a headgum podcast.